Hi, my name's Alistair. <laughs> Hi, my name's Cat. This is Ali Cat, and we're bringing you Bampop Productions podcast. This is a podcast. Yes, um, Bampop Productions podcast to be for now. What are what is uh, a podcast? We're doing one. I think you already know the answer to that. How now, would you define a podcast to someone that doesn't know? It's just audio information. Mm-hmm. How does that distinguish it from talking? Well, you just... <laughs> I don't know why I'm being sidetracked by this. FIFA. FIFA. FIFA has begun. FIFA. The World fun. Cup. No, sorry. The World Cup in Qatar has yeah. begun. But you don't. You don't. I don't follow football, that's true, but I follow politics and current affairs. Oh, and, and Qatar ever since is, Qatar yes. has received the World Cup bid and went on uh, to host it, yes. there's been nothing but negative press about it, particularly in the UK media. Yes. And instantly the word that comes up is corruption. Because how would an oil-rich nation in the Middle East that has no infrastructure for football, yeah. right? And the Arabs don't really play it as an everyday activity... Um, How would they get it? Corruption. You just said the Arabs don't play football oh! as an everyday activity. Well, you know how in some countries it's played more? They have some top-level footballers. Yeah, but the and everyday actually... person there doesn't really play it. Okay, I mean, I guess. But Saudi Arabia has a pretty pretty good national league. Um yeah, but that's ranking in terms of their national teams. But I'm talking about like an activity. No, I'm talking about their. Person. No, I'm talking about their league, like the league in the country. I just mean that football isn't really. An You're activity. right. It's not as big as it is in Europe, but yes, I wouldn't say it's like a non. But you are right as well in that uh, Qatar had no football infrastructure, no infrastructure before they started. Yeah. Air conditioned stadiums. Yeah, and they've done a beer ban because they're worried that the British hooligans will come along and ruin everything. That's actually a good right. idea. I like that, yeah. <laughs> uh, but the hooligans there, if they do, you know, act out, then, you know, the Qataris will just be like, to the prison van with you and that'll be the last you'll see of them. Did you see their vagina stadium? What? This One of the stadiums they built um, has been called reminiscent of a um, vagigi Wait, it actually has the shape of what? You talk for two minutes, I'll get up the okay, well, photo of the stadium. Mm, I remember seeing the stadium. I don't remember thinking that, but maybe it's a different stadium or maybe it's just like I didn't interpret it that way. I'm not entirely sure. Um, but there's but it's been marred with a lot of corruption. Um, the migrant workers which were hired to do it are, I mean, at least a couple of thousand. I mean, you see... Oh, rock- my God! No! You're joking me. That is not the stadium. You are having me on. No, that that can't. No. That looks like. Why would they design it like that? Because they're a sexually repressed Middle East theocracy. Maybe they didn't. The powers that be. Wait. Is that all the stadiums that are in Qatar that they've built? They've built all these stadiums for the. Wait, um, for? For the World Cup. No, is it not like six they built? I'm not sure, actually. Um, Wait, you... why don't the rest of them look like... <laughs> look like the female organ? Why is there only one? Why didn't they all look like it? So, um, yeah, just Bamar with corruption. The migrant workers who... Um, in the Gulf states... Eight in... stadiums. They built eight. Eight? Yeah. And there's only one that looks like... <laughs> 
Yeah. I would love to go into that one. But can women go in? Are they allowed? <laughs> yeah, there were women. In fact, there was a, at the Iran-England game that's just finished. There was a, a woman in the crowd holding up a sign that just said Iranian women. So that I don't know what that... Was she an Iranian woman? I Maybe. It would be ironic if it, if it was actually an Iranian man that was holding up the sign. Or not an Iranian... At all. Maybe she thought she was at the airport and had to pick someone up. That might... That is a funny joke, but they don't really like those things in Qatar, so she might be, like, chucked in the back of a van at the minute. Yeah. So ever since they um, got the bid, it's just been marred with corruption. Um, They had no infrastructure, so they're now saying there was a lot of bribes that were paid, which isn't really that surprising. It's not just the Qataris that are corrupt. But the migrant workers that have built all eight of the stadiums, there's been a couple of thousand that have been hurt and killed. Mm. Now, the migrant workers in the Gulf states are under the sponsorship system, which is what you see in English, but in Arabic, it's uh, called the... Slavery. Kafala system. Kafala, yeah. And um, it basically translates as a sponsorship system. Um, and it was introduced by guess who? The British in colonial times. Oh, great. And when the British were kicked out, because they inevitably were all across the world. So we're responsible once again. That's good. <sighs> I mean, the Arabs rule themselves now and they still have the same systems. So I actually liked I what don't... the head of FIFA said the other day about the controversy. Um, or maybe not the head of FIFA. Mm, I don't even know who, but FIFA. some guy. Um, he was talking about the controversy in Qatar and he said um, European nations should spend the next 6,000 years apologising for their own history and not educating other other countries. Is um, he a European? He is. I think he's Italian. Um, okay. I, I like that. Like it's, it's a complete deflection of any responsibility. Which oh, it's a huge deflection. But it's not addressed I, it at all, just, but then he wouldn't. I just love the balls of saying it like that. It's like, yeah, mind your own fucking business. It's like, I'm like, I'm done with that. Yeah, that's okay. Like, Yeah. Ask your own questions first. I was like, yeah, okay. I can get behind that. Well, it's I not mean, a bad. <laughs> yeah, I, I see his point, but like you said, it's a huge deflection. And the other thing is, 90, 80 or 90% maybe of fans of football mm -hmm. don't really care about the politics behind it. They care about they the like football. The and even mm -hmm. the people who are interested, like very interested in politics and even kind of maybe social justice and things, they actually prefer the sport far more than the social justice. Like it's a very small percentage of people that care more about the politics than the, the sport. And those people aren't really involved in it anyway because it's not their thing. So... I think there's a lot of noise being made around it, but actually no one really cares about the treatment of migrant workers or, or anything. Well, I think some people do. Most of them don't. Yeah. It's a But it is a very unfair system. Um, the British did bring it in, but the Arabs continued it. Mm -hmm. And basically the sponsorship visa is that your visa relies entirely on your employer. Right. But the devil's in the detail there's a disproportionate amount of power that's given to the employer right in these states um uh, a lot of the migrant workers were working for 18 hours without water their kidneys are screwed a lot of them died from lack of health and safety um this is nothing new mm -hmm. this it happens across the world but you know that's the case um 
Can I ask that uh, the, the migrant workers that were brought in, I take it they were mainly Indian, because I know that was true in Dubai. Bangladeshi, Pakistani, Bangladeshi, Pakistani. Indian, generally okay. Southeast Asian. Were, are those, are the conditions we're working under here considerably worse than they would have at home? Or are they getting paid more money there? Like, is there... I don't know. See, the people that end up as migrant workers in the Gulf states, to be honest with you, according to information that I've listened to, it's $4,000 on average that they need to pay to a middleman to even get to that point in the first place. So, wow. re- so a lot of them are already in debt, but they sell a lot of stuff when they're back home to even get that money. So their situation is already, to be honest with you, quite shit yeah. in their own country. Because why would you want to end up in another country that's yeah, like that? Sure. So a lot of them go through a mid- middleman but they need to pay a lot of money to That's these brutal, yeah actually. to these people in the first place so then they're just kind of trapped and they're already in debt um and the conditions over there are horrendous um and this doesn't just go for the migrant workers that do construction this is the same for the domestic staff as yeah. well because the philippines sends a lot of w- women across there to work as maids as do the indonesians and you know you hear horrendous things happening to them in these homes um to me it's a very unfair society it's quite unequal it's um it's uh yeah it's it's just horrendous all and and it's don't be falling asleep when you, I i'm pretending to fall were asleep. you after you told me that i fall asleep all the time I when that, i'm horizontal I? which isn't true i'm horizontal now and i'm not sleeping yeah Mm-hmm. but you're a dumpling and i forgive you so perk up and have a conversation about this i was listening well i need some feedback or some comments back so i mean i just feel that i mean the process of them having the world cup i mean just how they're treating people the level of corruption actually the level of corruption like is it any higher there than saying the next country? You've had your say. Now it's is my it, turn. Wait, I, that's it, my question as well. Like snap. FIFA, kind of, uh, that's their whole thing is corruption. Like they've been embroiled in so many scandals themselves. Like, in fact, I think I heard someone say, I can't remember where I read this actually, but the point was like how. Yeah. Th- The point was that it's not Qatar that did this or invented it. Qatar's just operating within the system that FIFA created. Like, they haven't done anything particularly, like, illegal or outside the rules. They just did it in an extreme way where, like, they caught money through different organisations. You know, they, say, donated to people's charity funds and stuff. Like, that's perfectly allowed. But they just did it to a very extreme extent to, to get, to, like, make sure they got the World Cup. It wasn't... Why do you think they even wanted the World Cup in the first place? Because sure. what's going to be the, the legacy for it? I think it's the, been very marred from the beginning. So I believe the Qatari royal family owns um, the country Paris Saint Germain. <laughs> right. PSG, okay. The French team. The French football French team. team um, and they just put a lot of money into collecting good players, like some of the best players in the world, and they never really win anything, but they right. have all the best players but they've they've kind of had this idea of like football being a good kind of soft power for a while like Mm -hmm. qatar doesn't get on with their neighbor saudi arabia and they're kind of like competing 
Qatar doesn't. Um, Saudi Arabia embargoed Qatar a while ago. Stopped the what land was all that border. about? They compete. So they are. I I I okay. I'm gonna fall down here because I don't really know the details. But I think they're two slightly different views of what Islam is. I might be wrong in that. Or, okay. Yeah. Or maybe they're the same sect and they both kind of vie for control over, like you know, power over that. But um, I think that. Oh man, I think they they they've been at like kind of lockerheads for a while. Saudi Arabia is the bigger country. They have the bigger military. Yeah. There's no way Qatar could kind of compete on that grounds. But Qatar, um, actually, I don't think Qatar produces too much oil either. I think they tend to produce natural gas as their main right. export. Um, and I believe that I do believe. That, yeah, I, I think I'm I'm right in saying that. Um, Saudi Arabia have like blocked off the board, the land border. It's their only land border for kind of trade and whatnot. A few years. Ago. I remember that, but what were the reasons? Like it must be political. Like it can't just be about their faith interpretations. I think was Qatar not like somewhat supportive of the groups in Yemen that Saudi Arabia uh, was bombing. I might have that wrong as Yemen's well. Because Yemen's fighting a proxy. No, because Saudi's fighting a proxy war in Yemen. Yeah, and the Iranians are also doing it as well. Well, I think. And Saudi doesn't like Iran politically speaking. I, I'm going to double check that just now and see who likes who because I think. No, I think you're right. There was a blockade Qatar by Saudi also of owns, Qatar. Um, Al Jazeera, which has quite a big um, influence mm -hmm. around the world. Um, so I think that Qatar kind of pushes for soft power plays anyway. They, they try and kind of bring people on side with them through these kind of cultural events. So possibly to do with that. Um, maybe it could be a lot of ideas behind it. Maybe they were also trying to kind of promote themselves for tourism and stuff as well, which is a big thing. You know, a lot of um, oil-rich countries are trying to diversify their economies with that. Um, but let me just let's Google that question. Why doesn't Qatar and Saudi not like one another? Well, um, I know Saudi and Iran are political Saudi rivals, Arabia. and it can't just be because one Shia and one Sunni. Like it's more political with them because they're both vying because Saudi has a lot of power because they are allied with the US. Oh, so it is to do. Yep. So it's Saudi Arabia frames the conflict with Qatar as a subset of the Iran Saudi Arabia proxy conflict due to Saudi Arabia's long-standing concern about the country's relationship with Iran and Iranian-backed militant groups. All very political and all very. Uh, a bit confusing, a bit of a quagmire, but the Middle East is not the only region yeah. that is in political conflict or has quagmires. Mm -hmm. And to be fair, uh, the Arabs and the Iranians haven't liked one another for a long time, but a lot of the Europeans also don't like one another either. So, you know, uh, it's not... Oh, wait, was it, is it Yemen or Oman that... Yemen's the one that's fighting. Fighting, yeah. But the Iranians have got proxy... Uh, have have been supposedly according to what i've read i don't know it might be misinformation i don't know but iran and saudi are both funneling money into yemen and i know that groups there are fighting and they have done for years though now in yemen because mm -hmm. the war there has been going on for how long it's been going on for yongs yeah it's been going on for maybe what six or seven years A long time, but yeah. the british media doesn't really talk about it now so i don't really know um it's not really talked about um it's a very sad state of affairs um but, yeah, 
so so Qatar kind of is just a bit of a pawn then it's just kind of being knocked about by the two big boys of the region um that's it they're a small small country um quite small population as well and just as i say absolutely nothing on the land other than you know kind of fossil fuels um and a lot of sand hell of a lot of sand and not the good sand sand either (laughs) wait there was like good sand and there's bad sand well you know you need like specific types of sand for doing the offshore like you know when you reclaim land and they they build like kind of islands and whatnot what singapore's done but they import sand from countries but it's a it's a it's a very specific type of sand you need for mm-hmm. it. So the UAE actually imports sand for those buildings. It's weird because it's crazy. desert to yeah. me. Like, yeah. It's weird because it's desert. Like, yeah. It's actually desert. It's actually like one of the biggest ex- imports is, is sand. Like, yeah, wow. I, which like, I find quite ironic because they're in the desert. There's an abundant amount, but it's not the right sand to build on. You right? know that phrase like, oh, you could sell sand to an Arab. Like he's like to say he's a good... You ever hear that? It's like a phrase he's yeah, a good salesman. I, have. I imagine you were actually like involved in the sales <laughs> process. You'd be like, oh, it's your job. I sell sand to Arabs. <laughs> probably couldn't say that these days in most business environments. people are more sensitive now. Or are people more sensitive or are people always sensitive and it's just things are magnified and travel further because of social no, media? It's, it's, it's Another the, good point that we'll talk about in the next pod. Social media. Now, no, I'm going to talk Back to FIFA no, and football and corruption. Okay. Yes. Back to those points. Go ahead. <laughs> so, what? Don't, don't, no, don't, now, now, what's this? Go ahead. To say? Yes, I will. Do you want me to take over? No, I can. I I'm can, sure you can. Yes. So, anyway, like I said, I bet you the Qataris are wishing they never even asked for this in the first place. Um, what? No, I think it's, I think it's by all accounts, it's successful so far. What, you know, will the LGBT lot be welcoming to Qatar? Yeah, I heard Um, that. The English team were going to wear the One Love Arm uh, band, which basically has the rainbow on it, Mm -hmm. which we all know. It's a sign of the LGBTQ yeah. lot. Um, but then they decided not to. So there's been a big controversy about that. I've been listening to a few pods where people are saying, you know, they don't allow the LGBT lot. Um, there's no rights for women there. They still have the guardianship system. Um, just kind of sounds like a very unfair society. So uh, I, think, I think football should actually be as separate to those issues as possible um I, I have to say i don't actually like fifa or the organization i think football's horrendously corrupt it should have a lot more fan involvement and fan ownership of clubs and these organizations should be a much bigger part however i do agree that like like in general there's a ban on political statements and slogans at events so um and even if it's benign or not or you agree with it or don't or it's the right thing overall like I do agree that LGBT rights are the right thing to do. Like, it's obvious it is. But I also think that you can't fight it in every area. And it's like, if you start allowing one or two, the question is, where do you draw the line? Like, kind of FIFA and these sporting bodies have a rule where it's like, right, we're not going to be the ones to decide where the line's drawn. We're just going to ban any political messages. This is just football. That's all it is. And a lot of people will say, oh, well, you can't separate them. Like, you've got to... You've you got to fight for the right thing everywhere. It's like, well, you know, no, you don't. Football is just football and it shouldn't have this. And it's like if the country, like I think 
and it does like the question is like where do you draw the line on it because suddenly you've got a group that is a bit iffy or you don't agree with it's like should Hamas be allowed to have a slogan there should you be allowed to throw up pro, pro ISIS flags like because there's com- countries that are competing here that do support those types of things um, I, I typically I do think that it should be kept separate and the politics should be taken out it's why it's you know can bring people together because you're just focusing on the football rather than any messages and and if the country's you know anti-gay like fine deal with it another way but I don't think football is a major issue I also think you can I think you should be allowed to ban say countries from hosting if they've got particular rules I think that's fine if a country is particularly egregious you shouldn't go and host it there so that should have been an issue for the at the point where they decided on the host country um but I think now it's like that's their country I don't, I don't really have a problem with saying you're not allowed to wear pro any group messages on, on the shirts that doesn't doesn't bother me too much yeah I mean I d- that said I also think that if there were two gay footballers I would love to see them kissing at the start of a match to really piss off the local broadcasters like that would, I'd like that that would be cool yeah I d- I know what you mean it's um I think that would be funny yeah <laughs> Actually, well, I'd really like that a lot I agree with a lot of your points actually what I'm also wondering is what is going to be the legacy for this um I mean will the stadiums be converted into car parks or will they just be kept there and they'll fall apart or will they be maintained and there'll be teams that'll play in there like I mean actually I guess, maybe the like if the final will goes the vagina to one be a used as a draw scene? <laughs> if the final if the final game in the world cup goes to like a draw or penalty shootout maybe they should have like a gay orgy to decide the winner that would be quite appropriate i think that sounds completely last man standing in tune with what fifa stands for fifa stands for and what the middle east is all about bunch of guys getting oiled up just going for it yeah that's it bunch of guys just going for it all all together just taking the brotherhood to a whole new level Football is a game of physically dominating your opponent. So let's just cut out the middleman, cut oh, out the, the metaphors for gay sex and just get right to the, the hardcore bombing. Just get right to it. Bum, 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 bum. I mean, I don't know. I, I think actually it's interesting because in a lot of countries where they've had the Olympics, yeah. kind of the infrastructure that they built like yeah. nowadays when you look at yeah. it, um, is literally in a lot of places they never maintained it it just fell apart and now just like kids just kind of go there and do drugs i actually um I, there are there's studies done on this and in most countries so there's been studies done on the commonwealth games for mm-hmm. this where they found that there countries that host it there are uptakes in sports after the the games but it's quite short-lived and it fades back to the the pre-game levels pretty quickly um and i remember actually glasgow hosted the commonwealth games and, and a big part of their bid was that they were going to try and do it in a sustainable way where everything had a life afterwards where things were reused so the athletes villages were turned like were built as housing that would be sold to people um, sports venues weren't particularly lavish and they were designed so that people could use them after and I think they probably had one of the most successful hosting of, of events mm-hmm. but it's still not great like it's still a lot of it isn't used or has been shut down and it's um, 
it's a very difficult thing because these are kind of yeah they are they're one-off events it's hard to see it's a one-off large event how qatar would use yeah because I don't think the local population really plays football. I mean, but then you mentioned that they, they do. Have really there are good national teams. leagues and stuff. So, but they wouldn't use all eight stadiums all the time. Not all also, the time. Also, why do they build eight? Um, I probably that was what they figured was the minimum they needed to okay. host all the different matches. I don't know. Okay, maybe they could turn the vagina one into a car park. A car park, yeah, yeah, they could. Although <laughs> I think that's probably their. You know that's going to be their trophy stadium once again. If you live in a, a repressive theocracy, <laughs> where half the population is no right, maybe the guys will just go look at it. But that's a nice stadium. <laughs> but then you can't see what it's like unless you're from the top, like from above. So you yeah, if you're really sitting in it, you can be like, oh, sitting. it's nice to be kind of. I don't nice know. and cozy and warm. It takes me back to before my mummy gave birth to me, and I was in the uh, room. Yeah, it's kind of gross when uh, think about that. Well, they say all men want a mummy, so... Doesn't everyone like having a mother? Uh, Yeah, but like, a cuddly mummy. Okay. Where are you going with this? I don't know! So let's save it and talk more about FIFA corruption. I mean, actually, FIFA corruption was only brought to light, I think it was by UK reporters, and this was a couple of years ago now. Yeah, yeah. Because prior to that, I don't think there was much about FIFA corruption in the media in the UK. But since then, they have kind of had more kind of what you call negative news about FIFA and Qatar. Actually, I don't even know if the last host of the World Cup had this much negative... Wasn't the last host of the World Cup Brazil? Or was it another country? Because I don't remember the media in the UK being so negative about the last host of the World Cup. Oh, I, I can't even know. remember who actually hosted it. Was it? No. So Brazil had the Olympics. Yeah, but who the had the World Rio. Cup? The last oh. World Cup. Oh, wait. <laughs> Glasgow. Was it not in Glasgow? No, they didn't host the World Cup. Can you find out who um, hosted the last World Cup? I don't know. I mean, so... I just don't know where the legacy will be. Um, I mean, like you mentioned, this is a one-off event which is very focused on and very magnified. I don't... I don't really... I, I don't know. I think there's definitely... Oh, shit, yeah, it was Russia. It was Russia. <laughs> oh, that was fun. Then it was Brazil before and that. And then it was Brazil. So the last World Cup was Russia, right? Prior to them being banned from every international yeah. event in the world. And then there's... Uh, do you know who hosted the first World Cup in 1930? Germany. Yeah. No. UK. No. Begins with a U. Ukraine. No. A U. Mm-hmm. 1930. 1930, and it starts with a U. And it's not Ukraine? No. Z-U... Is it in Europe? No. So what continent is it on? South America. South America, it's got a U. Um... U... There is... Why? U... Yeah. Oh my god, good old Uruguay hosted it. And I've never heard of this country before, but do you know where the 1942 and 1946 World Cups were held? Wait, they had a World Cup during yeah. the war? Yeah, they had one in 42 and one in 46. 
I assume it was in the Germans that would host it then. No, the country was called cancelled because of World War Two. <laughs> That's what I thought. That's in World War II. Name for a country. And then post-World War, people probably wouldn't be in the mood for the World Cup. Because of all the fatalities and casualties and the trauma and the reconstruction. Who's the first Um, player ever transferred? So, Uruguay, that's interesting. Oh, sorry. The first recorded transfer was Willie Groves from West Bromwich Albion to Aston Villa for £100 in 1893. <laughs> 1893 yeah. for 100 squid. For 100 quid. For 100 actual squid. They paid Squidlies. a squid back then. Squiggles. Okay, so I guess we're getting a bit distracted. Okay, so... Okay, calm down. Calm down. That's interesting, Uruguay. Um... But I think Russia got a lot of their prisoners to build the stadium, actually. Oh, That's really? What I read, oh, yeah. Why not? Um, I guess they put, put them to work. I, I guess in Russia, you're really punished, punished. That would be an interesting life for a Russian prisoner. Imagine you were serving life for, like, multiple murder and, like, you built some of the biggest stadiums in your country for the World Cup. Mm. And then you earned your freedom fighting in an illegal war in Ukraine. That's uh, some, some story to tell kids, like, oh, yeah... Murdered 30 people, built a giant stadium, and then fought in the Donetsk. Yeah, because there's no connection. It's yeah. like, because you would think if you kill that many Weird people, life. you would just rot in prison, particularly yeah. in a country like Russia. But then that happens. Yeah, I guess. Oh, we're coming up to the end. It's 29 well, minutes. 29 minutes, only one minute before we, we need to get, get it under, under half an hour. Okay, so well, so to wrap it up, stop waving your hand about. It means it's time to wrap up. We've only stop got 30 it. seconds to go. So, to wrap it up, we've talked about FIFA corruption, Qatar corruption, migrant workers' lack of rights. People know what we talked about. We've just talked about it. Shut up! And then LGBT. Yes. So, anyway. Bye from me. Bye from Ali. Bye from Ali. Bye from Kat. Bye from Bampot Productions Podcast. Check us out at Bampot Pod, okay? At Bam Bam Pot Pod. That's what I said. At Bam Pot Pod. Bye. Bye.